Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret's just-arrived collection of swim and other sun-ready silhouettes. Pack your bags with new styles from the Very Sexy Collection, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy push-up bra, in on-trend hues like green and citron and black shine. Rewind to the future with the VS Archives Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. Plus, mix and match with their wide range of bikini tops and bottoms to find your dream suit. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Summon your anticipation for an all-new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. This season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix, May 16th. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop starting May 2nd. This episode was recorded prior to the SAG after strike. Unpacking the Toolbox is a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. I wish they would have hot dogs at premieres. I'm always like, ooh, can I get a hot dog? Is it just have popcorn and soda you or water? You can't have a stank-ass hot dog with uh, everyone's no. dresses and fancy-ass uh, clothes. And you're, like, stuffing your mouth with popcorn. Oh, I've never eaten so much popcorn in my entire life. My <laughs> mouth is so shredded today, and I'm so hungover. When I'm sick or hungover and I have a regular Coca-Cola, I'm oh, like, this is the most delicious thing yeah. on the planet. Ooh, especially like a Mexican Coke. Yes. In a At least bottle. that has cane sugar. Yeah. Ooh, my, <laughs> my mouth is watering. My kid, um, sometimes if it's special and like mommy and daddy having cocktails, I make him like a mocktail. Oh, yeah. And it's like special. I make him like ice water. I mean, ice ginger ale some Sprite, and then a splash of grenadine and a cherry. Oh, yeah. So it's like it's a Shirley, like a Shirley Temple. Temple. Yeah, I used to love Shirley Temples. What's the oh, origin man. story of why a Shirley Temple That's a good is question, called Katie. a Shirley Temple? Can we look this up? Uh, right? I have like, no I'm curious fucking idea. Why? Look, the drink was named after iconic child actress Shirley Temple. Legend has it that when she was out to dinner at a nice restaurant with her parents and other Hollywood types who were all enjoying cocktails... The bartender made her a special non-alcoholic <laughs> drink so she could feel fancy too, oh. which is what I do for my kids. Yeah, yeah but yeah, I yeah. feel bad because it has soda in it, and I really right. don't let my kids Sugar. have soda, so it's course, like once in a while. Yeah, um, it's a little treat, a treat. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little treat. Well, today's exciting. This is a very exciting episode for so many reasons. You guys, like people have no idea who. The fuck is about to come on. Yeah, who the fuck is about to come on? 
a boss. boss. But also, it's like my favorite number. We're talking about episode 222. Yes. It's the last episode of season two. Last episode of season two. And there was only one person that we could even remotely, like, it was so clear who the guest should be for this episode. It was, it was, it was not, not a competition. It was not, not an argument. Like, there's only one person we could bring our gladiators today. Am I right, G? And we were lucky enough that he said yes. And he's here. He's He's here today. And you might know him for the plethora of work. Oh, my God of acting performances that this person has delivered throughout their Yo, career. Yo, can I just rattle off a few of his credits right quick Please, and see if people right might quick, guess? Right quick, do Yo, it. he made his Broadway debut in Hair. He was nominated for a Tony in 1974 for Raisin in the Sun. He was, check these credits out. MASH, Sanford and Son, What's Happening, The Brother from Another Planet, Who's the Boss, Justice League, A Different World, Speed, One and Two, and most recently, God Friended Me. Oh my God, he is- The best. And of course, wait, 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 but of course, the fucking Terminator 2, Judgment Day, which is one of the best movies. It's better than the original. Ever. I mean, this actor, when he started coming around, we were like, I mean, I think Kerry Washington- Gets starstruck never. And I'll Rarely, never yeah. forget him coming to our first scandal table read because she was full lord. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. is the one and only people. He is, there is Ugh. no other. He is all scandal. He is our king. He is the one. He is the only. Our Papa Pope, Papa y'all. Papa Pope! Joe Martin. Hello. Yay! Joe Martin. How are you? Good, man. How are you? I'm doing great. Joe Morton. Oh, my God. Thank you so, so much for doing this with us. Are you kidding? I would have not. What am I going to do? Say no. (laughs) We just did, like, the biggest drum roll, and G was talking through your credits. First of all, hi. Hello. We missed you, man. It's been forever. It has been forever. Listen to that voice. It is iconic. That iconic (laughs) voice. I mean, if he could just break into a Papa Pope monologue right now, I, I could, the lines that have stuck in my head of, I am the hell and high water. And the high yes, water. yes. yes. <laughs> I would try- Venmo you money right now if you did that shit. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't afford That's him. Right, a Broadway I couldn't afford it. I know, for Joe I know, is please. like 350 bucks, like at We're least. We're on strike, y'all. Yeah, we're on strike. We're I can't afford that Yes. <laughs> um, Joe has not aged ever. Like, yeah. what in the actual <laughs> hell is going on? I yeah. don't understand. I'm pissed. I mean, well, I keep telling everybody I have this painting in my attic. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like when I watched Scandal from ten years ago, um, I, you know, me and G look very different. You look exactly the same. In no, every episode. Oh my gosh. No, no, no. Katie, are... Katie. Oh, Katie, you have, like not, a... you have not changed. And the only thing different about Guillermo is the beard. Yeah, that's <laughs> very true. Very, very true. Wait, Joe, can you tell us how in the heck this came to be? Because I don't even think I really know this story. I don't I either. I bet here yeah. about how you got the part and also that you were acting with all of us for months. I mean, not me. I didn't really have scenes with you and G didn't either. But, but and you knew who your character was. Yeah. And we None did of us not. knew. Tell yeah. us how the part happened. 
All right. So um, I came out to L.A. It was uh, pilot season. So I was looking for a gig and I went out specifically looking for a very smart bad guy. Since most of my career, I purposely have been playing good guys. So I get to California, I open up my computer, and I had not yet seen Scandal. I knew about Carrie. I knew about Scandal. I hadn't seen it. So I turned it on, watched the first season, and thought, oh, my God, this is a great show. So um, I thought to call my agent and say, listen, could you, you know, call, let's get a hold of ABC. Let's see if we can get like a, you know, a six-episode arc or whatever. Before I made that call. Oh, man. Before I made that call. My agents called me and said, ABC wants to talk to you about Scandal. What? And I thought, oh, my God. All right. So uh, I forget which producer it was, called me on the phone. We started talking about the show. And he said, so what's going to happen is if you decide to take this gig, is that the, the very last episode of season two will make it clear by the very last lines of that episode that you are Carrie's dad. I said, oh, you got me. Shit. I'm in. He oh. said, but you cannot tell anybody. You can't tell anyone. You can't tell anyone. So, I mean, after I got the gig, I really thought I was going to just kind of end that season. I had, I had actually had made plans to go back, come back to New York and do Romeo and Juliet on Broadway. Maybe I remember that. I was supposed to play Juliet's dad. So um, we start, you know, shooting the show. And Carrie used to come up to me all the time and say, you know, I've never called. I mean, I've never called my parents and said, you know, so-and-so was on the show. He said, you're the first person I've ever done that with. She said, so I just hope we have some scenes together. Oh, oh my God. God. So, that is hilarious. So not even Carrie knew. Carrie didn't know either. No. Uh, Tom knew. Uh, obviously, Shonda right. and, and Betsy knew. But they were the only ones who knew. Oh, shit. And so at one point, Scott and I started to become really good friends. And I told him about going to Broadway and said, so when you're done, you're going to go back to Broadway? I said, well, <laughs> maybe not. I think something more interesting has come up. And he said, I said, but I can't tell you what it is. So, and he, you know, uh, being Scott, didn't pursue. He just left it alone. And of course, by the time we got there, by the time we got to that last, you remember the table? Oh, oh my God. We talk that. about it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie doesn't know. And she says, Dad, in my head, in my memory of it, and of course, I don't know, did she like jump up and start running around the table? Like, what happened? How did everyone erupt? I remember, all I remember is everybody started screaming. Yeah. Everybody yeah. started screaming. Um, I don't know that she she may have run around the table and maybe given me a hug or whatever. I don't remember. I really don't. Somebody remember. has to have that on tape, right? I'm sure. I'm sure there were several people taping that table read. Bet's, we got to get our hands on that. Somebody, uh, yeah, Betsy may yeah. may have something yeah. on tape. Uh, I mean, I'm sure we have the footage of the faux read that right. we did. Yes, yes, yes. At SAG. Um, but uh, but yeah, that's that's how that all happened. Wow. wow. And like in the first when we first see you. All of season two, like, did you ever ask, like, who, because you, right now we've been recording all the episodes of season two and it's always like Joe Morton as Mysterious Man. Like, Mysterious that, Man, that that's right. credit? Like, and did you know? Oh, no, the credit was, I forget what they called me. I think they, oh, well, they probably used. Um, oh, Al, is it Albatross? No, right? Albatross oh, was somebody think, else. Because well, all I remember, really, all I did at, at, before we got to the very end was sit on the bench. Yeah. And hand envelopes yeah. to Jeff. Yes, folders. Yes, yes. <laughs> the folders. Folders to Jeff. Go kill this person. Go kill yes. that person. Um, and that's really all I did. And, but knowing what was coming. So when we finally got to shoot that scene at the end of season two, we shot it several different ways because neither Carrie or I knew what our relationship was. We didn't know whether we were estranged, whether right. we had been in contact with one another. We had no idea what was going on. 
And so Tom, who, who directed that episode, um, you know, we shot different kinds of ways and obviously let it up to Tom and Shonda and the editor to figure out what this was all about. That's right. Wow. I remember Carrie being like the one word dad, like how many different variations you could be like, do we love each other or do I right, hate him? Right. Am I do happy I miss to him? see him? Exactly. Like, Am I yeah. pissed to see him? Am I yeah. sad to see him? How and long like, has it been since I've seen him? Yes, yeah, yeah, all like that they stuff. Had no yeah, exactly. Clue. Yeah. Oh my God. Wow. Okay. So then we've talked about this, I think, a number of times on this podcast, but it, it, we need to talk about it with you. So we, I don't know, was it the SAG after? Where was this huge public reading of this thing? That was at SAG after at that theater. Um, and it was the same day that episode was going to play. Because remember, we all sat in the, in That's the right. green room. That's right. That's right. We watched it play in, in New York. That's first. right. Um, and made, I don't know how they did it, but they managed to keep, I guess people were not watching it on their phones, whatever, in the audience. And so when we came out to do the faux reading and that moment came up at the end of the script, the audience did exactly what we all did at, at our reading. The <laughs> yeah. audience leaped to its feet, screamed and hollered. And I remember who screamed and hollered the loudest. Do you remember who that was? I think I know. Was it was it D.A. or the initials? D.A.? Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. She screamed the loudest. Debbie, Debbie Allen. Allen lost yes. her damn yes. mind. She did. I remember, she did. I remember seeing staff members in the back of the theater cheering and come – coming out to, to to see the last little bit of that table read. And they were so excited, too. And there were people that were working there in the theater. It was mayhem. Yep. It was just like collective was. I have goosebumps right now talking about it. She says, Dad, the whole audience erupts into screams and to their feet. And then we are like screaming back at them. And I just remember like <laughs> it was just like yeah. a whole two minutes, which is a very yeah. long time of just like screaming and clapping and shock. And it was just like, I, I don't think anyone, everyone I know who was even in the audience that night doesn't forget that moment. It was so no. wild. Wait, have you worked, you'd worked with Debbie Allen a million times before, right? Well, we met, well, gosh, in 1973. Well, when we first met, she was in Raisin. Yes. Oh, that's right. And she was in the chorus, but she was the understudy for Benita. By the time we got to New York, she was playing the part of Benita. Um, so we go back that far, 1973. Oh, my God. And you were, you were nominated for a Tony for that play, right? I was, yes. <gasps> the one, the only Joe Morton. Okay, so Joe, now we know you're her dad and the part develops how it developed, which is just, I mean, uh, top five most amazing written what a gift an actor gets to play a part like this. I mean, on television, it's just so wild. Oh, absolutely. When you look back at all the seasons, are there things that stick out of like favorite scenes or favorite lines that you just really looked around and were like, this is, this is a rare thing. There were so many things. I mean, obviously that first episode of season three, um, which I always call my audition. Um, because if you remember now, the all at the end of season two, all I did was, as I said, yeah. sit on a bench, hand out folders and say, go kill this person, that person. Right. And then suddenly at the end of season two, she says, you know, I say hello. And she says, hi, dad. And everybody goes crazy. So the first episode of season three, I have a two and a half page monologue. 
Oh, that's where that. That's yeah. where, no, that's where that hell in the high water comes yeah. from. Yeah, right? yeah. Oh, monologue. yeah, it's yeah, that yeah. Monologue because we we continue on. We're in the car. We're in an airport so hangar, right? Two, yeah. We're in the car and we drive to the airport. Yeah. We get out of the car and that's when I do that yes. that speech. So when I got that speech, first of all, I was I can't tell you so over the moon about yeah. the show and about what she had written. I I mean, I'd done a lot of television by that point, and no one had ever written a two and a half page <laughs> monologue for me to do. And then that whole thing we mapped out of of uh, walking around her and then walking her to the airplane and the hell and high water comes out and, and blah, 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 blah. Um, it was, I think of all the episodes that I did, I'll never forget uh, that particular uh, day. Joe, it was yeah. just amazing. There's a point where you get down low, like you get like down un- under her, like sort of. You- well, she puts, oh. she, she gets, she gets sheepish, right? And she puts yes, her head down. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. You're like, don't um, not look at me. Yes. Well, it's no, it's, it's, I want to make sure you understand exactly right. what oh I'm saying. Oh my right, God. Right, right. You guys, we're getting an acting class right yeah. here, right now. Scandal Rewatch Podcast. Down low. We you just dropped it down low. What Joe Morton got, gets to do. I don't know if I, oh my God. You never saw the episode? No, of course I did. I just don't, we haven't done season three yet. So we just I, have only rewatched uh, seasons one the, and two. Uh, the only reason so I remember, now you're Katie, you're jogging yeah. my memory. Yeah, but. it's because I was watching the last episode again for like the fifth time. And then episode, the first episode of season three came on and I got so into it. I couldn't turn it off. And then I saw that scene. How Fucking did you brilliant. build this? Like, I think what was so cool about Papa Pope, first of all, for everyone listening, monologues, don't exist very much on television. Right. Not on TV. Like, no. There's just, I don't know, but it's not a thing. And it was a thing on Scandal, but it was really a thing for Papa Pope. But your cadence and rhythm was so different than, let's say, mine. If I got a monologue, it was like, yeah. let's just fly by the seat of our pants and talk as, much, as fast as you can. And you do Scandal pace for listeners who speak really quickly, but you also had your own pop a pope thing like yeah, how did you was, was that intentional did it just occur- it was definitely intentional what i thought i was seeing and I, what i believe i was seeing in those monologues was very specific rhythms she would write very specific rhythms in a very specific way so what i thought was well this is a lot like doing shakespeare so yeah. that's what i decided to do i thought i'd do this yeah. like classical play whenever he got into his monologues and it's something now i've had to unlearn us too yeah, we talk about oh that all the time, God. Joe. It's like everyone says to me on every job I've booked since, like, you can um, slow down. No one can understand it's you. Not even, it's not even the pace. It's, it's, that, it's, that, the, it's yeah, that yeah. kind of rhythm. Yeah. Uh, I did it on uh, Our Kind of People. And um, uh, who, who was it? Uh, uh, Morris Chestnut said to me, he said, why do you why do you do it that way? And I realized, oh shit! I'm doing I'm, I'm doing, doing scan- Papa Pope. Yeah. <laughs> we all had to kind of unlearn. Like you had yeah. to unlearn the Papa Pope. I had to unlearn the like. Oh my god! I talk really really fast, and I never ever ever pause, and I don't ever let there be a beat. And I feel like with Huck Guillermo, oh, yeah, you I had, had to unlearn all that crazy shit. I had a specific yeah. sort of cadence too, like a very like you definitely certain did. way of speaking. You yeah, definitely yeah, did. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my gosh! Wait, what yeah. is Papa Pope's whole name again? Do we remember? Eli. Oh my God! Eli, Eli. Pope or Command? Eli Pope. Command or also. Command, and then yes. there was Rowan. Yes, was Rowan. Rowan. Oh my God! Rowan. Rowan. 
How about Maya Pope? We got to talk to that. Oh, How man. did it happen and you figured it out like this is going to be your wife? Like that whole fucking relationship was unbelievable. Well, Shonda said that she was going to you know, bring his wife on. So then we talked a couple of times about who. I mean, I wanted, um, you know, Felicia Rashad because I'm thinking uh, she's going to be her. the same kind of crazy that, that, that <laughs> Rowan is. And then she brings uh, Candy on, who is a different kind of crazy altogether. And it just works perfectly because oh. she's so, well, first of all, she's beautiful and she's wiry and she's, you know, she's all that stuff. And it worked perfectly. And then, and then she wrote for us, um, I guess I kidnap her. I'm trying to, but, but I have her in like a hospital situation uh, under capture and you see us for a moment come together. I think the episode after that, I put her back in prison. Right. You guys, you guys didn't, yeah, you didn't have very many scenes together together, right? We yeah. did not. No. Yeah. No. Ugh. You know what, Guillermo and I, I think maybe we could be as good of actors as Joe Morton if we we talk a lot on this podcast about how much food and eating Guillermo and I did at the craft service table. <laughs> and I always think about how Joe is so disciplined. Oh, that, yeah. You've talked about it on the podcast. Yeah, like about you're so Joe's disciplined. Like eating, and I yeah. think about you when I'm on set. Like, yeah. I think about because one time I said, well, what do you do? Like, what's your behavior on set? When we started having like a lot of heavy scenes together in really long days, you would say like, oh, you know, I'm really careful. Like you would snack, but you wouldn't have huge meals because you're like, I don't right. want all the my energy. You know how sometimes you have a big meal and then you just want to take a fucking nap. And yet you still got to shoot for 12 <laughs> yeah. hours, you slump. know? Yeah, yeah. Slump. And so you were so disciplined and great about like keeping your energy up and like all of that. Whereas Guillermo and I are just like, oh, yeah, we're just going to have like a full Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but that's also that's also the difference between I mean, how old was I when we were doing how long ago were we all working together? And was it it how ended many years in 2018. Now? Was the, the last we shot in March of 2018 was when we went to D.C. So that was five years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you have to remember. So for the for the what? Uh, how old were you guys? Oh, my <laughs> God. I was 30. 30. Yes. I was like 37. So you're saying us youngins, we could have a Thanksgiving feast, whereas like you could. If, I could not. No, not not no more. <laughs> I mean, but for me, you know, it's, it, it, obviously it's an individual thing. For me, it was if I ate a large lunch, I was yeah. out for the count um, for the yeah. rest for the rest of the day. So I learned that, and I thought, all right, so you know, I can have a piece of fruit here, a piece of fruit there, a uh, small lunch, and then and I and I can I can go all day long. You know. Well, I'm impressed, and and Guillermo and I, when we're still doing this podcast in 40 years, and we book a job, <laughs> I'm going to be like. Still not as good as Joe Morton. I'm still a <laughs> We will be back with more after the break. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with just-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. 
And now, in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited-edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. Summon your anticipation for an all-new season of our favorite Netflix series, Bridgerton. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins, and this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor? And meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. And I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix, May 16th. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop starting May 2nd. Today, we are talking about episode 222 called White Hats Back On, which aired on May 16th in 2013, 10 years ago. 10 years ago. Oh, my gosh. It was written by the Shonda Rhimes and directed by Tom Verica. That's right. And it was guest starring Scott Foley as Jake Ballard, Matt Lesher as Billy Chambers, Dan Bukatinsky as James Novak, Joe Morton as Eli Pope. We've been reading you as Mysterious Man every episode till then. <laughs> Tom Amandes is Governor Samuel Reston. Kate Burton as Sally Langston. Greg Henry as Hollis Doyle. George Newbern as Charlie. Sharmila Devar as Lauren Wellman. And Christy Myers as B613 female operative. And we're just going to take you through a quick, quick synopsis. Like, real quick about jog all y'all gladiators' memories of what was going on in Scandal Pace. Ready, G? Yep. With the news that Billy Chambers is the mole, the Hollis, Melly, Olivia, Cyrus Brain Trust brings in its newest member, Fitz, as they try to finally put an end to defiance. Meanwhile, Fitz demands that he and Olivia be together as he runs for second term, and Olivia comes up with a brilliant way to fix the image for him, as long as things work out. Governor Reston resurfaces with blackmail against Fitz to get onto the VP ticket, and the OPA team with a focus on Huck and Quinn track down Billy Chambers. Quinn takes her first spin with torture, and Abby finally puts it all together. David Rosen has the card. <laughs> Just a light little plot twist Reminder. here and there. Hugely chalk-filled episode. Like, absolutely freaking massive. Um, I'm uh, Gee, I mean, obviously the scenes... I mean, we're going to talk real, a little bit, Joe, about the actual episode. This is the first episode that Quinn really tortures somebody. <laughs> oh, man, that's right. <clears throat> I barely even remember doing it, but I we get Billy Chambers on the tarp. What, and Huck can't do it, right? Huck yeah, kind Huck of Yeah, Huck sort of has a, a, a mental and emotional breakdown, and he just can't do it with the drill in his hand. And mm. Quinn sort of, you know, tries to console him, and she's like, it's okay. And then she takes the drill from his hand, and she looks down, and she's like, I'm going to fucking torture this guy. And she tortures him. You do it so brilliantly, and then that blood spatter on your face I still as you're drilling him. Oh, of the so blood good. spatter on my face. It was so fun. Joe, did you ever have to torture anyone on the show? Did you ever torture anyone? I don't remember. I uh, torture anyone. Um, 
I mean, I remember as Huck feeling tortured whenever I had scenes with you because I knew uh, obviously ah. you were command. <laughs> I, I I think probably the closest I came to torturing anybody was Scott, was Scott's character. Oh, um, that's right. Oh but, yeah, but, it, but that but that was but more it, more mental. It wasn't physical. I wasn't, yes, I don't think I've ever. I mean, I think I always told uh, you know go out and do something. Yes, yes. Because you're the one who kills everybody on the bus. That's right. Oh my god. Joe, I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh. Um, so I did a lot of that. I think the only – I only killed two people myself. That was my ex-girlfriend. And, and uh, Who uh, is your Joey, ex-girlfriend? Remember she came on? Um, they were using her to get information from me. Uh, and they said, you know, uh, she's, so she becomes like a, a vulnerability. And in the middle of the scene, I – pull out a gun and I just shoot her in the head. Oh my God. We had been lovers when we were much younger. We went on digs together. Um, it's after I get the giant dinosaur. Um, she comes in. Uh, we the, our, the flame is kind of restored. And there's a moment at which um, I literally seduce her into a closet and pull out a gun. Holy um, oh and, my and threaten, God. And threaten her, threaten her by saying, you know, you need to tell me what's going on. Who, who, who hired you, blah, 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 blah. I find out. Remember that guy who was setting up? He was he was blowing things up all across the country. Remember that character? That's right. Yes, yes. It's that same guy. So he's the one who set her up against me. He then we the three of us have a scene together, and he makes it clear that she will always be a vulnerability in my life for the rest of my right. life. And as soon as he says, I take out my gun and shoot. Her. You just shoot her. It who was Tanya Pinkins who played the part? Oh, I was. Oh my God, yes. From All My Children, she used to be on All My Children. Which, looking at your credits, Joe, you did one episode of All My Children, didn't you? I did Another World. Yes, okay. Another World. Okay. And then I did um, because uh, 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 Ruben Santiago had a character on one of the other on one of the other soaps. He had to go off to do something. They asked me to take his place. That's the other soap I worked on. I mean, this is we're talking like eons ago. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. had soaps too. Gee, did you ever do soaps? No, no. I never did a soap. Oh my I never God, did one. I auditioned fun. for them all the time, but I never they did it. They were so fun. Yeah. Like so, so, so fun. They were crazy. There was um, a time in which the first soap I did, uh, I was actually doing Raisin in Washington, D.C. So that meant I was doing the show at night, no. catching an airplane, going no. to New York, no. doing the no. soap in the daytime, oh, going shit. back to Are you DC. kidding me? I did that a lot. I did that kind of thing a lot. Wow. Good God, Joe. What is anyone's favorite scenes of this episode? First of all, we finally get that Cyrus has had a heart attack because Oh my god. There yeah. is no way that yeah. this character can exist at the level right. of steam coming out of his ears <laughs> for this many hours and not wind up in an ambulance, right? See? Oh my god. And that's well that that brings us to, to one of my favorite scenes is the scene when Cyrus is in the ambulance. Oh, it's amazing. And he's being so, like, he's just being crazy. He's out of his mind. He even asked the one guy, give me your gun. I'll shoot him. Like, he's just <laughs> flipping out, and he's on the phone with Fitz and Olivia. And oh, my Fitz God. And Fitz is like, Brilliant. are you in an ambulance? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> it's so, so, so funny. We also get the end of, like, Jake and Olivia, you know, like that they have a beautiful oh, yeah. storyline where Olivia is saying goodbye to Jake and that she's really choosing Fitz and mm. but they did have something and Jake knows that he's going to go be put in the freaking hole. Oh, my right. God. Yeah. Right. It's awful. And it's so good. What else, G? Oh, my God. Um, well, of course, the torture scene when you torture. Come um, on. Oh, and, well, and one of my one of the scenes that's really stuck out is the one where. 
Fitz and Melly have a scene together. Yes. And she's like, come oh. on, let's go, honey. We're back together. Like, you know, this is going to work. And he's like, no, it's not. And Olivia has has um, come up with a brilliant plan for, for Fixing for Fitz. his image. Yes, yes, yes. And, and, and Tony Goldwyn has this wonderful monologue. And it's just, oh, it's so great. It's so, so good. good. This is why this show was so great. It's never, ever what you expect. Right. It is yeah. never what you expect. I mean, the end of this episode, when we get Fitz going back to Melly and laying his head on her yeah. lap. Because oh, my favorite he moments. is in yeah. no man's land. I mean, he knows that Jake and Olivia were sleeping together now. He knows that his he was never meant to be president of the United States. He is a freaking pawn. He's a pretty boy pawn who is lost on an island with nobody. And so he goes back to Melly and puts his sad sack of a head like in her lap. And it's just so, like Tony's got the he's got that like on. He? <laughs> yeah, he's so good at it. Like, I don't think I've ever played oh, that yeah. sort of a color. And he's yeah. really good at it. He is. I think a lot of his career has been that. I mean, you know, if you go all the way back mm-hmm. to um, uh, the Whoopi Goldberg film. Ghost. Um, Ghost, Ghosts, yeah. You know, he plays the bad guy in that, but there, yeah. there is that moment of kind of, uh-oh, you know. Yes. Yeah. I don't, it's, he's great at it. My God, he's, he's yeah, really, yeah. really great at it. Had you two ever worked together before? We did. We did some small film in New York. And that's, I think that's the first time we met. Um, it, it was one of the first times we met. Because I think we met up at Williamstown once before. But we, in this little film, we had a couple of little scenes together. I don't really remember it. But but uh, yeah. Joe, do you remember that scene you had with Tony? I don't remember what episode it was. Wasn't he like in a chair and you like call him white boy? Oh, that's the, bo- that's the boy scene. The boy uh, scene. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, oh man. yeah. What is that again? That episode was called uh, The Door Marked Exit. Because um, that's what that speech was about. Is that the wow. only reason you're with her and the only reason you're trying to push my buttons with her is because for you, she is a door marked exit. You think that you can just walk out anytime you feel like it. And so that whole speech was... Um, you know, your, your daddy's rich and your mom's good looking because you are a, what was his last name? Uh, Fitzgerald. Grant. Uh, Grant. Grant. You Grant. are a Grant. Um, but it's that whole speech was putting him down. I mean, the, talk about memorable moments for a black. Uh, I was the one. Yeah. I was the one in the chair. I was in my That's undershirt. right. You were in the chair. I, I was in the chair. I was in my undershirt and, and, That's and right. shackled to the chair. And I'm, and I'm you know, just reading him up and down yeah about what a little nothing like a little little rich boy a little rich baby boy that can't be a grown-up and isn't a man and then that christmas i sent him a uh, like a bag it looked like a bowling bag but on it it said i I didn't write it this is how i found it the bag about that big a bowling bag said boy so i bought it for christmas Wrapped it up and sent it to him. <laughs> oh my God, Joe, that's freaking hilarious. We have to ask Tony about that. That's amazing. That's so crazy. And also like what a, I mean, Tony's not like that at all, but like, I, I always think it's really wild that our president and vice president on this show are Hollywood royalty. Like we had Betsy Beers on for episode 221 mm-hmm. and she was saying like, you know, talking about the old studios or whatever. And you're like, yeah, remember Metro Goldwyn Mayer? I mean, that yeah, is, yeah. I mean, Goldwyn, he is Hollywood royalty. And then our voice, pres- our vice president being played by Kate Burton, who's Richard Burton's daughter, who right. was like, yeah. I mean, it was like the yeah. two of them were totally 
you know, historical, just like you no, come Tony, from. Tony and I had a conversation because um, I was offered to direct a film that was a black version of Eat, Drink, Love. Um, uh, and his father would have been the producer. So I actually got a chance oh, to meet wow. Tony's dad. No. And I brought it up to Tony. He said, do you, do you, do you remember? And he said, oh, I kind of remember my dad talking about it. Um because uh, I, I forget, uh, there was another director who was supposed to do it, and he passed it on to me. I met with Tony's dad, and uh, so I, yes, I can actually say I had an wow. in, a, a, a interview oh. with Mr. Goldman. Wow. My God, that's unbelievable! One of my favorite all-time memories of my life, of my life. I had my first baby. Um, I was coming back to work for the first time in an episode that Kerry Washington was directing, so I felt very supported. Shonda Land. Harry directing, you know, a mom and I've been kidnapped in Papa Pope's house in the basement and we're oddly right. and sort of beautifully like raising this baby together. Oh, yes. Oh, he's getting to be like And we got to dance to a Britney Spears song. Right. And they called in Debbie Allen to do oh. a favor and just do a little choreography rehearsal choreography, yep. with me and Joe. And I'm holding in the in the shot, I was going to be holding Quinn's baby and doing this like hit me, baby, one more time choreography with Joe. And they and they were and I was like, well, my son is here. And they were like, well, you can just bring him. And Debbie, I was like, I can. That's allowed. And Debbie was like, yeah, bring him to the rehearsal. Hold him like you're going to be holding the real baby. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah, I yeah. had such an out of body moment where I'm like, I'm dancing to Britney Spears <laughs> with my firstborn child on a hit television show. With Joe, Joe Morton, Rick and Morton, <laughs> studying choreography with Debbie Allen. <laughs> and I have a videotape, Adam. I made Adam like videotape it just so that I could have it forever. You did? Because, yes, oh, nice. Good I'll move. post it when it comes out. It is the most, like, I just was like, I am the luckiest, like, to get to work with you, to get to work with Debbie Allen in such a like absolute, like obscure and amazing thing, holding my kid where I was sort of transitioning into this like new identity of being a mom while still being an actress. I just like it's one of those memories I'll take with me for forever. God, we had some crazy shit to do. I have a memory of like I had to throw a chain around your neck, I think. I don't even know. <laughs> well, that that whole episode, right? You're down in the basement yes. and then um, yes. I make. I make uh, Terry believe that I've killed you. Yes. Um, yes. The baby is born. Yes. Um, all that takes place in the basement. That was that was a wild episode. Wow. That really wild. Shonda wrote it. It was wild. so, so, so yeah. wild. Oh, my God. We're going to have to have you back on when we get there. Um, right. I don't know why it's making me think of it, but, I, but it makes me think of that episode that Guillermo did where your, the, your girlfriend tries to drown you or yes, something. Yes, yes, yes. She puts me in the trunk of a car and pushes it off a yeah, cliff. So, yeah. yeah. Another crazy episode. One of the memories that sticks out is um, Joe and I were, were in an episode together and we were doing a lot of stuff together, Huck and, and Rowan, and we were, you know, in our chairs waiting for them to set up the shot. And I was talking about, I had just bought my house or I hadn't just bought, I bought it like a year ago, but we just put in a pool and I was like, Joe, I have this pool in my house, but I feel almost like, I don't know. I, I can't, I, I feel guilty. Like, I feel like I don't deserve it. So I don't you go in it very often. You didn't swim in that fucking pool for like a year. That's how mad you and felt Joe, like you didn't deserve Joe, it. Joe was sitting on his chair, reading his book. You know, he had it closed because he was listening to me. Um, and he, and I said, so Joe, I just don't know. I man, I just... 
I, I, I feel guilt. I don't know if I deserve the pool. And he looked at me and he said, did you pay for that pool? And I said, yeah. And he said, get in the pool. <laughs> and that was it. Do you remember that? <laughs> and I was like, you're right. You're right. You're right. And now I get in the pool all the time. It's funny about stuff like that, how yeah. you know, your life changes and you think kind of like, I don't deserve to yes. have this. I don't deserve to be part of this. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you worked hard to get there. Yeah. You know, you're not there by mistake. Correct. You're not yeah. there by chance. You know, you, when you, you know, I mean, I think one of my uh, music partners and I were talking about something that, you know, when um, I got nominated for an Emmy, you know, your tendency is to, is to almost distance yourself from that. Yes. Because it feels like it's too much. It's like, oh, oh, that's great. Uh, and I kept saying, but, you know, having a nomination was just enough. It was fine, blah, blah, blah. Um, so that when they announced my name at the, oh. at the it was like, oh, man. took me a second. Jane Lynch, because I remember her face. She had no idea who I was. She said, and <laughs> Joe Morton, like she was shocked. I was shocked. But I think what happens is you 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 distance yourself so that if something goes wrong, if something changes, yes. if you're not able to fulfill where you are, you're not that disappointed. So true. And I think that's what happens through a that's lot of That's such a great point. We'll be right back, guys. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with just-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now, in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited-edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. Summon your anticipation for an all-new season of our favorite Netflix series, Bridgerton. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins, and this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad, is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor, and meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. And I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix, May 16th. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop starting May 2nd. Okay, back to this episode really quick. So we find out what did David Rosen do with the Cytron card? The amount of shenanigans <laughs> that this Cytron card has has, has caused, been and rightfully yeah. so. I mean, it is the only logistical concrete evidence that the freaking election was election lit. was rigged. Yeah. Yeah, right. Um, but the Cytron card, we find out that David Rosen has neurotically put in 50,000 
combinations of what the safe could be in Olivia Pope's office to break in and get the card. Oh, right. I remember that. Yes. And he, in turn, gives it to... Billy Chambers. Who gives it to... But then finally, at the end of the episode, it is given to Cyrus. And Cyrus, at his desk, takes a a paperweight of Lincoln and smashes Smashes the shit out of this card. And we can finally put any evidence that the election was ever rigged down the drain. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. I mean, (laughs) isn't it weird? God, the Shonda land, the scandal like secretly kind of weirdly knowing yeah. what was going on was very weird. I mean, that's a, you know, that's a question I'm sure you guys get a lot as well is what did we end when we did? And I always think it's because of the actual election that Chandra thought, you know what? Yeah. Uh, I'm done. Um, yeah. That, that Bellamy was supposed to take over was, yeah. was going to become yep. president once again. Yep. Um, and then that's where the show was going to go. And then once uh, Mr. T got, uh, yeah, Elected, I think she was done. I mean, that's yeah. that was my feeling. Well, it was crazier in real life than on our show. Like, shit became crazier in real life. It's nuts. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Even yeah. now, to watch to watch old episodes and they're talking about scandals that happened to you know senators or whatever on our show, and I think that's nothing. Like, way worse is happening with politicians in our world right now, and and people are like, okay, cool, yeah, let's make him president. No worries. It's um, it, it's nuts. Yeah, I feel the same way, Joe. Yeah. I think there was like some article about other political shows that were on at the time, like Veep, like our show. And they were all sort of saying like when the lights are on in Washington, it's very wonderful to have a political show like, you know, the years that West Wing was on. West and Wing, then as right. soon as the as soon as there's sort of a darkness over D.C. and it's very, very you know, divisive and times are tough. It's very hard to keep writing a political Mm. show and making one. Um, Oh, wait, I just read this. Fun facts talking about that safe. Abby states that there are 20,736 possible safe combinations. (laughs) But later when David is shown accessing the safe, he is only able to enter four digits, zero to nine, which means that there are actually only 10,000 combinations that he would have tried. Who the hell thought, who the hell came up with this fun fact? That that wasn't even fun. It's so fun. It's the funnest (laughs) of funs. I love it. This is the other fun fact. Given the broken chain of custody and how easy the Cytron card is to hack, it realistically... Wouldn't have been proof of anything at all should it have actually come to light. BTW. Uh. (laughs) Tweets of the time. Tweets of the time, yeah. And before we read some of these, Joe, you um, definitely joined Twitter for this show, and you definitely had quite the Twitter persona. Uh, he Can did. You speak to oh, that a it was bit? so great. Yeah, no, that was fun. I mean, I hadn't done any social media before then, and then uh, when I joined the show, and then I found out, you know, you don't have to do it, but you could do it if it's fun. So then Christine and I just decided that what we would do. Christine is my partner. For those of you who don't know, mm-hmm. um, we decided we love we her. It. She's the best. Mm-hmm. She is the best. Um, so we decided we would get go in, as far into it as we could. Tony actually walked up to me one day. He said, "So all that stuff you say about me, and you just." It's just fun. I said, yeah, Tony, I like you, but I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) Because everybody listening, your Twitter personality was kind of like, like a Papa Pope. It's like you were tweeting as if you were Papa Pope-esque. A lot of the times I was tweeting in character. 
Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. mean, I can't believe you could do that. It was so it was it freaking made, great. It made, it, well, it made it more fun that way. That way, it yeah. was more about, you know, the um, show and less about Exactly. Me. Personally, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is so amazing. Like, some of these tweets of the times absolutely kill me. We have at sweet and lovely 229 um, retweeted, what the fuck? Billy Chambers is the mole and David is his mole. Oh my fucking God. Hashtag scandal. <laughs> this dude's Beto Metro Dos uh, tweeted, if scandal, if the scandal story arc was anywhere near true, Olivia Pope would be dead in jail or on Fox News covering the new Black Panthers. <laughs> oh shit. Hashtag oh hardball. <laughs> wow. Um, no, at, she would. You know, she would be the new Oprah. She would. That's right? Oh, yeah, hell yeah! I agree. She would be the new Oprah. Um, at Funky Deneva. Oh yeah, who used to tweet all the time? I felt so bad for James. I was distraught for a min after that scene. Miss Cyrus is a beast. Hashtag scandal, which is true. How James and Cyrus. How he ever stayed with him. Cyrus was a terrible husband to him. Absolutely <laughs> right. Okay, Miss Funky Deneva also tweeted, um, Quinn needs to step up her fashions next season, hunty. I'm over her and this I'm over her and this Lauren Hill tax evasion realness she is serving. It's <laughs> so scandal. true. I agree with you, Miss Funky Deneva, who's also like rolling on these fucking amazing tweets at Miss Funky Deneva also tweeted, um, Scandal Writer season three, can Harrison have a love interest so we can get some shirtless scenes? Man or woman <laughs> yes. is fine. Hashtag scandal. And then Mofo Chronicles tweeted, I volunteer to be Harrison's love interest. Hashtag scandal. That's so <laughs> funny. Oh, this is so cute. At Real Queen Bees HX tweeted, got my hashtag high mug from at Scandal Obsessed on the perfect day. I can't wait to drink out of it tonight. That was so cute. I remember that was a major because, you know, Tony and Carrie always had those scenes where they just said hi to each other. Yeah, that's where the cup came from. And so it became a hashtag. Because they would would give themselves a minute, right? Yes. Yes, 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 yes. 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 Okay, at Drea E. Hall tweeted, you can't trust anyone anymore. Hashtag scandal. Has me shook. LOL. So true. So true. You can't trust nobody on this show. So true. These are so great. Right. I did want to ask you, Joe, about um, this amazing show that Joe worked on. I'm not sure if you guys are still doing it called Inside the Black Box. Oh, we are still doing that. Absolutely. Oh, uh, can you talk a little bit about this, that? Absolutely. Inside the Black Box is basically um, a show that brings on A-list black actors to talk about what it means to be um, uh, a, a, an actor of color, an artist yeah. of color. Um, and we have, uh, we've had Felicia on, we've had Debbie on, we've yes. had Wright on the show, we've had uh, 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 um, uh, just a whole bunch of people. It's and we so have good. Forty to sixty actors who are our on-camera audience. Oh my god! Yes, yes, and so, amazing. And, and so what we do is we then do uh, either theater games or improvs or whatever. Yes, it gives them a chance to showcase their talents. Yeah, and to that to that effect, um, four or five of them have now agents have gotten jobs and hell we yeah. Become, we we are beginning to become a destination. For casting agents looking for young black actors, this is like yeah. inside, inside the actors' the black- studio. But yeah, like- it's 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 a, it's the same idea. The difference is we are not in a proscenium; we actually are in a black box. Cool, yeah. um, and we are more or less surrounded by these actors. And as I say, again, different from the actor studio, we actually give them a chance to showcase yeah. their talents, which is 
kind of key to our show. We want to, yeah. you know, you know, they talk about Disney actors all the time. Yeah. We're hoping one day in the future they'll be talking about ITBB. Hell yeah. I saw a clip, Joe, and there you guys, they're interviewing this lovely actor, this this awesome dude. And he's like, forget the actor studio, man. I'm here with you guys. And I thought, oh, oh. hell yeah, this is so groundbreaking. I so love terrific. the letters for it. ITBB. ITBB, Inside the Black Box. That is... Yo. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Here's, here's, here's another just a fact about Inside the Black Box. So at, at the end of season one, which I think happened around my birthday, um, we finished the show. We finished our last episode. We only shoot 10 uh, a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and suddenly our students break out in song. That song <gasps> became our theme song for the show. No way. They, they, they started singing the song. I ran back to the producers and I said, we have to record it. So um, my partners and I, you know, put our studio together. Brought them out to New Jersey. No recorded, way. Recreated what happened in the studio that day. And so when you go on to the show, you, that theme song that you hear is sung by me, my partners, and a couple of the students, and it was written by four of them. Oh, oh man, Joe, Joe, that's such a great story. Yo, for those of you who don't know, Joe is also an amazing musician. Yes. He's right. Talk about that a little bit, Joe. Like, what have you been doing so, with your music lately? Yeah, for years and years and years, I've, you know, been playing or whatever. And so uh, during all that crazy time when Mr. T was in the White House, uh, my partner, Kenny Lehman, and I wrote a piece called Wake Up America, which is basically. That's a, right. I remember um, that. Yeah. Uh, it's not Republican. It's not Democratic. But it basically is talking about the importance of unity and that um, it's, you know, it's 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 not us or them. It's us. Yeah. The, US, the United States. Yeah. Um, uh, so uh, you, you can find that on YouTube. Hell yeah. Come on. Joe Morton Come on, is people. a legend. He is the goat. <laughs> he is the greatest of all time. He is a friend. He is wonderful. And he is forever and ever and will be our Papa Pope. Yes, he will. The one and only. And just to put this out there, there is something else that Katie and I are kind of working on. We can't really talk about it. That's right. Oh, no way. Katie and I are working on that we hope will, that will happen in the future. We hope oh that my Joe God, and I that's will so get exciting. to be working together very closely soon on something that would make everyone very happy, very mostly happy. me. I um, love this so love you, much, you guys. Guys, next up, episode 301 it's handled. We will finally get to see this amazing hell or high water getting down. Monologue. And dirty hell monologue yeah. from the one and only Papa Pope and so much more. It's coming up next. Thank you, Gladiators, so much for an incredible first season of Unpacking the Toolbox. Thank you, guys. Oh, we're so happy. We're having so much fun doing this. Oh, my God. Joe, thank you for wrapping up episode 222 and the season finale of season two with the most iconic dad moment. That might go down in history as the most iconic moment in Scandal, all of the episodes. Um, wow. there's, so, there's so much going there on. There are so many. <laughs> and so lot. many more still to uncover. Um, thank you for being on, G. Thank you, man. I love thank you. Thank you, guys. Love you, guys. Thank you, guys. Good to thank see you, you as all always. gladiators. Thank you, thank, thank you, guys. Thank you come back and listen us. to the next season, y'all. Yeah, come back. We love you. We couldn't do this without you. Yes. Are we having a fucking blast? We're having such a good time on Desempacando la Caja de Herramientas. Descapillando para que quede Unpacking the 
the you tool gotta box. come back for another season so that I Quinn can learn better. You're gonna how learn to... how to say it in Spanish. God I bet Joe it. can probably say it. you. Don't you speak a little bit of Spanish, Joe? A tiny bit. Un poquito. Un poquito. Si, 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 si. Adam, I mean Albie, I mean, what's your name, Guillermo? If you could um, voice Memo, <laughs> you sound me. like my mom, Alfredo, <laughs> Manny, Guillermo. Like she says all can her kids' names. Can you voice Memo me how to say it so I can I practice will. it? Thank absolutely. you. And absolutely, I'm hungover. It's not my fault. Um, <laughs> Unpacking the toolbox, y'all. We love you, Joe Morton. Thank you, Gladiator. Thanks, Joe. Love you, Joe. Thank you guys for joining us on Unpacking the Toolbox. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, share with your friends, rate, or leave us a review. Scandal is executive produced by Sandy Bailey, Alex Alche, Lauren Homan, Tyler Klang, and Gabrielle Collins. Our producer and editor is Vince DeJohnny, with music by Chad Fisher. Unpacking the Toolbox is a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from Shondaland Audio, visit the iHeartRadio app or anywhere you subscribe to your favorite shows. 